He is the creator and sustainer of all the worlds, whether those worlds are known or unknown to mankind. Does not wisdom's cry and understanding put forth her voice? Hello, my name is Charlie. You may know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today we're here together to discuss acting with Mary. This is also Mary in the Via Negativa, Mary in the Way of Silence. This is a harder one to talk about in some ways, just because. It's difficult to convey something that is almost impossible to put in words. If you remember from our episode on the Via Negativa, which is the way of silence in our creation spirituality primer, which is available over at wisdomscry.com, you will notice that you'll remember that in the Via Negativa, in the negative way, we learn to let go and let be. We learn to let our suffering be suffering, to let it be what it is and not ask of it anything more. And in this, we have to follow our, the great and grand example of our blessed mother, Mary. She is the one who is our model. She is the one who has shown us the way that we, as followers of Christ, are to walk. And we can see this, these qualities in our Blessed Mother in the pres- during the presentation of our Lord at the temple in Luke two twenty two through 40, the story is told and I'm going to read through this and we're going to talk about what we see here. When in the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses were fulfilled, they brought him meaning Jesus to the, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and or two young pigeons. So they're fulfilling their obligation under the law to go to the temple, to bring Jesus to the temple and to make offering of purification and dedication for their firstborn son. Okay. So this is not all that unusual yet, but then something happens starting in verse 25. Behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout looking for the consolation of Israel and the Holy spirit was upon him. That's important. 
in this day and age, the Holy Spirit came upon the prophets. It wasn't available to everyone, not to all the faithful. So saying that the Holy Spirit was upon him is to say that he was a prophet of God. Continuing. It was, I'm sorry, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, that they might do according, I'm sorry, they might do concerning him according to the laws. Then he received him in his arms and blessed God. So here's this prophet that was told that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And he sees little baby Jesus and asks, can I hold him? And he takes this little baby, just eight days old, into his arms. And he says, Now let you, your servant, depart, Lord, according to to your word of peace. So he sees this little baby and he knows this is it. Here's the Messiah. You fulfilled your promise. I can go now. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, the glory of your people Israel. And this is so beautiful. He sees in Jesus the light that we talked about in our study on who is Jesus. He sees it in this little child. And Joseph and Mary and Joseph and his mother were marveling at these things which were spoken concerning him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother. Very important. He addresses Mary, his mother, because Joseph was not his father. God was his father. He addresses Mary, his mother, saying, Behold, this child is set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce your own soul, that thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. That's powerful. A sword shall pierce your own soul. He says to Mary. Mm. And there was one Anna, a prophetess and daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she had been a widow for about 84 years who didn't depart from the temple worshiping with fasting and petitions night and day coming up at the very hour she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who were looking for redemption in Jerusalem when they had accomplished all the things according to the law they returned into Galilee in their 
own city, Nazareth. And the child grew, and the child grew strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. So in this story, we see our blessed mother being warned that a sword will pierce her own heart. And this, like so many things in her life, she ponders in her heart. In the mystical city of God, St. Mary of Agreda tells us, as was revealed to her, that the Blessed Mother on the night of the crucifixion was surrounded by Mary Magdalene and many, many others, and they had to hold her. Their prayers, as Christ was whipped and beaten, she felt her heart ripping and tearing. She felt her very soul being annihilated. And yet she prayed. She prayed for forgiveness. She prayed to be made whole. She prayed for all of us. It is a powerful, powerful scene to read. Her soul was indeed cut, pierced with a sword. Her heart was broken. And yet she kept everything in that precious, precious heart of hers. And this is the lesson that we learn from our Holy, Holy Mother. When we act with her, we act in the same way. Mary is the model for everything that we have to do. And that's what it means to act with Mary, to act in accordance with the way that she would act. We consider ourselves as she did nothing before God. God is greater than all things, and we continually pray. And we pray with her intercession. What does that mean to continually pray? Some people get confused about this and think that prayer is the words that come out of your mouth. That is a type of prayer. But my blessed sisters and brothers, you have to understand that your whole body is a temple. Your body is a temple of the most holy, and your heart is a living sacrifice. Your whole life is a living sacrifice, and every action that you take is a prayer lifted up on high. Every action is a prayer before the Lord. So when I say we must learn to pray continually, what I am talking about is learning to make every act and be conscious of that every act that we take is an act of prayer. Every act. This isn't like a TV show where you get to say this one's off the record. No, every action that we take is an act of prayer. We learn to become one with our Blessed Mother by adopting her intentions. What is her intentions? Whatever my son asks of you, do it. That is the first and greatest commandment of Our Lady. And so what does that mean for us? This is her intention. And you hear me say it often. 
what is expected of you, O mortal, but that you do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly before your God. These are the intentions of God. And so by adopting those intentions, which are also the intentions of our Blessed Mother, we learn to act with her more fully. We do this in utter dependence on our Blessed Mother, the matrix of all graces in whom we are being formed into the image of her Blessed Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. So having said this, look at what we're talking about here. This is the act of emptying that we've talked about before. We do everything in Mary, which is to say that we do things to honor her and to give her the glory. And we ask her to deliver our prayers and our intentions and our actions to the Lord on our behalf. In acting with Mary, we empty ourselves of self, realizing that we are temples of the most holy God. Does that mean we don't tell jokes? It means we tell jokes. Humor was created by God, and it would be wrong for us not to savor that humor. Sexuality was created by God, and it would be wrong for us not to savor that. Food, plants, everything was created by God. And so when you bite into that orange or that apple, or even that steak, you learn to savor what is going on there because that is a gift from God. But you also recognize everything with Mary. These are prayers of thanksgiving for the joy that comes out of these things. And our aches and pains, our groans, our prayers going up like smoke into heaven before the Holy One. Delivered in our mother's hands, behold the suffering of your saints, and the heart of the Father breaks, the heart of the Son breaks, the heart of the Holy Spirit breaks, and great compassion, and the graces of God pour forth. We learn to empty ourselves, we learn to Joy, find joy in the silence. We learn to let go. We learn to let be. We learn to see all as having the same value. This is the place of complete intimacy with our mother. We let go of our facades we let go of all of those things that we tell ourselves make us great or powerful or strong. And we embrace our Blessed Mother and we tell her all of our infirmities and with her strength we move forward. We never quit. We never give up. If we have wandered from the path we come to our mother, and with her we return 
to the way. She's always willing to show us the way. Always and forever. When you act with Mary, you realize the state of your life. And what I mean by that is not, oh, you are a horrid, horrid, evil sinner. No. Sin and evil are not synonymous terms. What I mean is you see the context of what you're doing. When you cheer up a friend, you tell a funny joke. You are birthing goodness into this world. And that is what we are here to do. Like Mary, our mother, we are here to bring Christ into the world. We've already talked about in our study on Jesus that he played in creation before the foundations of the world and continues to pray, to play now. You can hear him dance in the song of the birds and in the rustle of the leaves and the babbling brook. You can hear the Lord playing. And this is what we have to learn in letting go. Sometimes that's letting go of our seriousness. Sometimes that's learning to let go of those things that we think make us holy. Because the earth is holy. And we must learn to act as she does. And so with our mother's help, we learn to let go of these crazy ideas that we have to always be somber and serious. And always speak in dulcet tones where we are the holy ones. No, that is not the way of things. That is not the way that we should be. And one of the most important letting goes that our Blessed Mother teaches us is that spirituality, religion, the path that God would have us to walk is the path of family. When you do something, you're doing it with your mother, with your brothers and sisters. You're doing it like when you were a child in your mother's kitchen. It's playful. It's funny. When mistakes happen, we laugh. We're sorry, but we laugh. We don't take everything so seriously, so gravely, so grievously because that gets us nothing and so in learning this is one of those things that we have to learn to let go of more than almost anything else and that's this strange seriousness that we bring to spiritual and religious matters Our Blessed Mother would have nothing more from us. And so, I ask you to learn to let go. Do things with your mom, your blessed, most holy mother in heaven. Try it. You're going to hear me say that a lot because 
as the psalmist says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And when you learn to taste and see, to, as Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, you learn that all of these things that you thought were important are just games. They're ways of playing with the universe and playing with God and learning the sacred dance of life. And once you get there, life becomes so much better. So I ask you, my sisters and mothers, that you let go. That you let God be God. You let your neighbor be your neighbor. You let your pain be your pain. Your sorrow be your sorrow. And you don't make of these things more than what they are. Our blessed mother lost her son. And there at the foot of the cross, with her soul shattered, when our Lord said to her, Woman, behold your child. She took not just St. John, but all of us as her holy children. If she could let go of that great pain and that loss of her firstborn in such a horrible and terrible way, we can learn to let go of everything that comes into our life and with our mother make this world better. Thank you for listening. If we've helped you, spread the word. Tell somebody else. Let them know about what we're doing. You can find this and all of our other teachings over at wisdomscry.com. You can find me on Twitter at wisdomcriesout. You can find links to all of our social media as well as our Facebook page over there. Thank you so much for listening. We will continue this tomorrow. We talk about acting through Mary. Until then, God bless.